everyone, to another episode here on Burn Your Boats with me, your host, Matthew Castalia. Happy and, and satisfied, I should say, to have you guys back, as always. Love that you're here. Love that you're taking time out of your day um, and investing it with me. Because I think that um, what we're doing here is, is pretty special. And so, um, as things continue to progress and, um, and I'm meeting the time restrictions and hacks for all the different aspects of my life um, obviously the time here has been has been a little diminished but I'm I'm glad that I'm able to come back to you at least every week and to be able to catch back up um, one of the things that I really wanted to share with you um, today was this idea that uh, the idea of opportunities right and so this goes into um, a whole pillar of motivation and resiliency that I'm investing a lot of time and energy into, but specifically what I'm talking about right now and what, and kind of where I can dive into my own personal experience and, and life over the past couple of weeks with this is the idea of putting yourself in the position, um, to have opportunities open up for you and then having your head screwed on, right? in such a way that you are paying attention to those opportunities, that you're paying attention to to when they present themselves. And this goes back to the conversation that I had. I forget if it was last week or the week before, but the one about luck um, and chance. So when we're talking about um, um, putting yourself in a position to be more lucky, well, I'll just give you some examples from my own life that, that, I, that have happened to me um, to show you that you know, the things that I talk about here are what I do and what I practice. And it's not, it, it didn't happen that way. It didn't, I didn't look up ideas about luck and motivation and resilience and all of the things that we talk about here um, and then go try them out in the world and see that they worked. It was very much the other way around. Like I, I live this way and in every endeavor that I've done, every large endeavor, that I've been a part of, I've been largely successful in what I do. And so I was able to kind of reflect and look back at some of the themes and everything about how I operate and what do I do and, and how can I distill that in a way that is beneficial for for other people and that other people could use as a blueprint. The same way that I did what I've done with all my interviews so far and um, where I try to extract people's stories and try to give that to you in a way that's consumable and and usable is the biggest thing. That's that's one of the that's one of the things that I dislike and one of the frustrating points about other people um, when it comes to motivational talk and speech and, and things of that nature and, and the self help movement and all of that is um, is platitudes, is empty platitudes. I don't like the idea of of like. Yeah, you can do it. Hang in there, kitty. Like all the posters and stuff that you see. Um, I'm not about that, man. I'm really not. Like I really, it means a lot to me when someone gives me tangible advice that I can, I can dig my teeth into and I can hold on to with my hands. Like oh, I can, I can apply this in my life today. And that is, that's what, um, that's what I value in, in any course, and especially as I'm going through this transition with the military right now. There's so many services, like, and I, and I say this, you know, this is a first world modern day military problem, that as I'm exiting the military, there are so many services and there are so many things out there that people that are just popping up like, oh, we have these services, and we have these services, and we have this to help you get out, we have this to help you get out. But, um, well, there's two aspects to that. One is 
I forget what it's called. It's like a choice fatigue. Um, it's basically the idea that you you are actually less effective. You're less um, likely to pick something if there are too many options. You're less likely to pick something. You're less likely to pick something that's going to work. Um, uh, this was specifically evidenced in a, in a study that was done with jams of all things. Yeah, jams like, you know, jelly, <laughs> but jams. So there were uh, an exotic gourmet, whatever, high speed jam stand that this lady set up and she set it up with six jams, six exotic gourmet jams and had um, and, and, you know, put it out for a couple of hours or whatever and, and just check to see how many people came up and of those people that came up, um, who actually purchased something. And so, uh, I believe the rate was 33, 36% of people that, that went to the jam stand, um, when there were six jams out there purchased the jam. Like, oh, okay. Well, um, the logic that a lot of us would use is if you increase the the number of jams not the not just the the stock number but the the number the variety the types of jams and so she increased the number from 6 jams to 24 jams and in in a lot of our heads we'd say okay well because there are more varieties of jams this will this will lend itself to more people this will this will be more applicable to more people. I, I'm going to go over there and see like, oh, well, I didn't, I don't like that flavor and that flavor and, or any of those six. But now that you've got these other ones, now I, I found one that I actually like. And that one is actually, uh, it's catching my eye. So I'm going to buy that jam. And so you would be able to do that to more people. So you would expect sales to increase or shoot, even just stay the same. Because it's not like the jams that existed from the first stand went away it's not like the flavors were changed like those were there and then there were 18 others right that math's 18 6 24 sure okay we'll we'll roll with that so <laughs> so you have 24 so you'd think okay well most likely 33% of the people will still show up um and then whoever else that of the of that 66% um, that did not select them that now they're, they're likely to find something, you know, a couple percentage points, at least increase No, dropped to 5%, 5% of, of people made a purchase from there. And that's not a, that's not an, that's, it's a hugely significant number. Um, which I believe in, in my, in my mind, when I'm looking at the study, when I look at any studies and there's comparison, like I don't, I didn't see the full detail of the study and the way that it was done. And, and was it the same day of the week with the same number of people coming through? Um, you know what I mean? Like were, were conditions set as similarly as possible between these two, um, jam stand events. And so let's, let's say that they, they weren't, I mean, I think that the, the difference in the number from 33 or 30 to whatever it was, mid thirties down to five, I believe that difference overcomes any sort of, uh, uh, variable, you know, because this is of the percentage of the people that came up to it. So it's still like a per capita thing. At any rate, the point is when there are so many options, we have a much harder time, um, deciding what it is that we're going to do and and what it is that's that's going to work for us so a lot of times we'll just say nope um it's too much and i'm not gonna think about it and i'm and i'm out bye um so 
in the in that transition process when when there are so many options and so many services and people say yeah do this do this do this this." like it's just it gets to a point when it's like oh my gosh it's it's so much like what do i pick what do i do you know and and it's it can be it can be an issue um but what what what's most important for anybody that's going through that or or that type of services um, or, or trying to figure out their life is really figure out what you value. Um, the thing that has benefited me the most in this process is the fact that I know I know who I am and I know what I want to do. Um, that's not the case for everyone, and so they they have self assessments and stuff like that. And it's pretty cool. It's it's not a bad way, and especially you do a bunch of them and and you kind of figure out what what matters to you, and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, that 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 makes sense. That makes sense to me. Um, and then you can start to pursue paths that way. But the interesting thing that's been happening is that because I put myself out um, in these situations. One, I'm showing up. To, I'm showing up to the classes, but you have to, right? It's the military. Like this is a, this is your place of duty, so you will be here. So I would go and be in these classes, and the so that is a given. You're transitioning. You're going to be in these classes. Uh, you're going to have a teacher, and that, and you may have guest speakers. So. Where in there, where in that process is your opportunity to create more opportunities, to create more options, to create, to get more out of it um, than you would just by showing up, you know? And so, so you show me what I did and what I do instinctively is I, I want to communicate with people. I want to get people's stories and, and that, that goes to the premise of, you know, the starting of this show is that I wanted to get people's stories and everything. But I'm at the point now where I'm like, I need to, I need to network, but I don't even think about it that way. People talk, well, you got to network, you got to network. And, and when, even when I hear that, it's to me, sometimes it sounds daunting, but really, uh, there are, for, for us in these services with all these mentors, there are ways to break into it. There are ways to start networking. And it's interesting because a lot of people say, oh, I don't need a mentor. And you're kind of missing the boat um on that one because sure your skills might be refined and you might be really really good at what you do uh and that's that's fantastic and you might have a couple of dozen amazing letters uh of reference from from very high-ranking individuals in the military this is specifically for people in the military but anybody you might have uh but if you're trying to break into a new industry you're trying to make you're getting ready for a big transition and you and you don't want to slide into something that's like easy and and just like oh yeah no I just you know want to make a small paycheck I'm gonna be good I don't I don't really need a whole lot if you're trying to like if you're trying to break into a new industry and you're trying to and you're trying to not necessarily make waves but you're trying to do well so much of it is who knows you it's not even it's not even who you know but who knows you and as you get to know people um and you make an impression then you you're news about you can start to can start to spread and people are like yeah man i just met this really cool guy i met this really awesome gal she seems really motivated because here's the thing 99 percent of your class is going to sit back um and they're going to take in the information and then they're going to leave and they're not going to say anything 
And there are times when I do that. And there are times when, when I'm motivated and I'm, I'm inspired. If you're motivated and you're inspired because of what you're doing and you see somebody that's, that's doing that and you have, you're have you given the opportunity to be in the same room as them, like pull them off to the side and have the conversation. I did that. There was a, They brought in uh, a CEO for a company and he was a former service member and he had got out relatively recently and he started a couple businesses and he's doing this amazing program to help uh, vets transition um, when they get out and it's, uh, it's this really cool thing. But the difference is when I went up to him and I talked to him after he gave his little spiel, um, the shtick on his business and what he does and everything and his backstory as an entrepreneur, um, I went up there and told him, I was like, yeah, no, I'm really interested in consulting. And I, and I like the idea of building programs of, of resilience and motivation for people. Um, and that's what I want to do. And right now, you know, I have a podcast and I've been interviewing business owners and entrepreneurs. Like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. I've always really wanted to start a podcast. And, and I think that'd be a great thing for my business as well. And I'm trying to figure out how to incorporate it. And I was like, yeah, I would love to talk to you about it. And so this turned from me going to him and saying, Hey, I would like to be a part of your program, which I absolutely would to him saying, Hey, I'm interested in what you're doing. And because I'm interested in your doing, I'm, I'm, I think that you would be a great fit for our program that we have. So he, it, it flipped from me asking to him asking just by giving him my story and the things that I'm passionate about and what I'm doing. And, 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 and this went to the depth. So, so I, I really didn't think a whole lot. I was like, oh, that was a really cool conversation, you know, but I have these with people and, and not a lot of people necessarily follow up. The interesting part is, uh, that was last week beginning of last week and and then today hits and somebody from his office reaches out to me again this is a company that you reach out to and you apply for and then they'll try to you'll set up an interview and you'll go down and you'll, you'll do an interview to see if you can get into the program they called me today um they're like hey you know uh so and so like talked to you and said he was really excited about it and so um we like we'd like to set up an interview with you and i'm like oh my gosh like i was expecting that i was gonna have to call you and it's just one of those things i put myself in that opportunity just by going up and having the conversation um and just by telling him i was like hey thank you so much for your story i really appreciate it. it's really inspiring to me um especially from my perspective because and i told him my shtick after he told us his about the show and about burn your boats and about what i do and 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 so that was really amazing um, additionally, I'm working with this other team, this group of people called Pathfinders, and, and they they do a fantastic job of more of the one-on-one coaching, not coaching necessarily, but uh, uh, assistance in transitioning out of the military. And one of the really cool aspects about that is that I made an impression on, on them to the point where they linked me up with these people, um, a part of a really awesome program to help combat uh, the exploitation of people, of humans, um, children and women. Um, and so they hooked me up with, with, with a time and place for a last minute, uh, like a briefing, um, like a, uh, an informational briefing that the guys from the program came out to discuss. And after that, there was also, there's, um, there's a company, a very large, um, software company. I don't know, where they're at in the process, it's not released yet, and I don't know if we're allowed to talk about it, so I'll just go with kind of generalities. So there's a very large um, tech company that is uh, creating a skills program for soldiers that they can use when they start their transition process and after they get out. And so the really interesting thing about this is the fact that the the Pathfinder, without me being there at the right time or right place, just because they knew me 
and I had made an impression with them by talking to them and, and, and you know, telling them what I want to do and, 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 you know, just being who I am, but going out, like, that's not a standard part of the transition process is the Pathfinders. Like, it's there, and you can go do it if you want to, but I was like, I heard a buddy talk about it, and he said he gave good reviews, and I was like, okay, I'll go there, and I'll check it out, and I just went there, and I was like, hey, yeah, I'm really excited about the transition, and, and I've heard that you guys do great things, so I'm excited to, to potentially work with you and, and to see what kind of, you know, positive results we can get with, with my transition into the private sector lying in front of me, and... And so we talked, and we went back and forth, and, and so this opportunity came with, and this really big tech company said, hey, we're looking for people that, um, that you know, that meet these certain qualities, because we want, basically, it was, we want to beta test this uh, software with them, and we want, we want to review it with them, we want to go over it with them, we want them to say, hey, this is what we like, hey, this is what we don't like, we uh this is what's missing um when you're doing this this isn't going to work for us in this way and so i we were me and like one other service member were on this call with like a board of shoot there were probably eight nine people on the line um from that company that were all there just and, and you would see every single time that I spoke, they're 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 diligently like writing with their pen and paper, like like oh take that note, take that note, like we want to we want to incorporate this, and that was an opportunity that I was that I was able to have to to change the course and the scope of material materials and training that will that will affect because the training that they're talking about is phenomenal on so many levels. I can't wait to be able to share it with people once it comes out for real. Um, but this. To shape it and, the, and to help help hone it in a way and guide it to a way that will be effective for every single service member when they're getting out. Like the fact that um, I was able to be a part of that was huge. That made me I was I was I felt blessed and humbled and just honored that my name would have come up uh, in this short list of of people to come in here and talk from the current military transitioning transitioning process because at any uh, Fort Stewart's not a little not a little base and and there are a lot of people that are transitioning right now and so the number of people that they could have pulled for this is significant and so again I just I felt very humbled and honored that they would have they would have done that but all of that happened because I put my I keep putting myself in the positions to be successful I and and it's I, I want to take on mentors and I, and because I like, I like the idea. I obviously I'm instinctive, instinctually, um, uh, pro mentor because I like, that's what I want to do. And so I'm all about, uh, working with people that are already in the field and already doing it and, and understanding, uh, brands and marketing and all that stuff. Like why, why would I not tap into, uh, a field of individuals that, already that are already doing what I want to do and I mean they're not doing it for my business and I want to do it for mine but like this a lot of this for for us is free like it's free uh, services and, and some of it I would pay for it like this is amazingly phenomenal and I'm super excited um to have the opportunity to work on it and and that's what all of this is and so when we when uh, we a lot of times as people we we get stuck in um looking at things a certain way and and this is you know we we indoctrination is a part of our life we 
from the minute that we're born, we're being indoctrinated to into the system of beliefs. When we're being indoctrinated into like humanity and what it is to be a human and, and figuring out the world that's around us and like what things can be used for what. I just listened to this amazing thing that was all about um, we live in a, in not in a world of objects, but in a world of um, means. Uh, basically like, we don't look at a backpack and say, that is a backpack. And I like backpacks um, because I can put them on my back and I can carry things. You look at it like, this is a carrying device. Like, this holds stuff. You know, and, and we, you know, of course, we categorize things. We give things labels to make conversation easier. But at the end of the day, like, we don't need to communicate. We don't need a word to to be able to functionally use almost anything um and so we get stuck uh and it goes further you know the indoctrination so that's like as people as humans and we do that and then it goes further like into your family and then into your friends and in and this indoctrination like it, it changes your perspective on the way that you view the world and and there are so many there's so many thoughts about this. I mean, down to the point of like what vocabulary do you use and were you raised with? Because that can make a huge difference in your life and saying that you go to these words to describe these things and you're not familiar with these other words and and, and so that can clearly define that you're from this area and and then this is your general understanding. This is what that people from that area tend to believe. And, and the thing is that actually tends to be moderately accurate, at least um, to some extent. The group think of different areas and of different cultures. So um, it's breaking, breaking out of that indoctrination and breaking out of the mindset that, um, one, you already know enough. Uh, you don't need a mentor. Um, you don't need any help. You can do it alone. Like if you're in any sort of state where any sort of state of mind where you want a successful business and you want it to scale, you want it to be scalable, um, you you're going to need to work with others. Like there gets to a point when the skills that you have are not going to be enough or like this that's not even that's not right the skills that you have to complete this task that may be the cornerstone of your business are not enough um i loved the idea i heard this years ago that when you own a business um you are not you are no longer in the business of what you do you are in the business of marketing and selling what it is that you do um and, and, and that's something that I've brought up with just about every single person that I've interviewed on the show. And and everyone, almost every single one, I can't think of anybody that, that contradicted that. Some people are like, oh, no, you know, basically it's, it's either, yeah, that's true, or, yeah, I hire a team and they do it for me. Um, and so that's, um, it's, so you can't, you can't scale. So if you're, if you are, shoot let's keep it as simple as a, as a dog set it's dog sitting service that if you're in the dog sitting service like that's fine and that's dandy um and you might know some people in the area that that have dogs you know and shoot maybe you're so good at watching those people's dogs that they tell their friends and that's one of the most effective means of marketing is word of mouth and so so they tell their friends 
and then they they come and they bring their dog to you and they see that you're also you're very good and cool so you've got that down you've got the skills and you've got the resources and you've got the will in order to be successful at at taking care of 10 dogs at a time 15 25 dogs at a time um in your kennel to dog sit and to provide that service for the people around you now do you is is that enough like and if if you want to call that if you want to call that good then okay then you don't then um that's fine but there are still the the this goes to the idea of the soft skills um there are still like when if in order for you to effectively take care of those new customers so like you you have your dog sitting clientele you have your friends that you're watching dogs for and then they're like oh yeah they tell their friends and that person comes up just like i talked about in that premise um they come up and you can't communicate like your interpersonal skills are awful and so you provide an amazing service but you can like you're you're you come off as an uh insensitive jerk when it comes to somebody coming up uh, with their dog and like oh well you know fluffy's got allergy to these things and all this and you're like yeah yeah, yeah okay well then you know we're not gonna watch your dog or like like yeah it'll be she'll be fine we got we got fluffy fluffy will be fine we'll take care of her you go on your way and just let us know when you're gonna be back um like yeah good luck keeping customers that way like so uh, if you're if those soft skills aren't there if your interpersonal skills aren't there if your leadership skills aren't there if your team building skills aren't there um like are you going to be the one watching the dogs all the time like no you're probably going to have a team you're probably going to have employees at least another one another two um in order to be there and so how do you how as you expanded from just you watching the dogs and now you're now you're up to you know 15 dogs at a time and you're trying to watch them 24 7 you're trying to make sure that nothing bad happens um you know what what do you do and so you have to expand it and in that expansion it goes beyond those hard skills and so you need to you really have to focus on developing those soft skills too and communication and conflict resolution and all of those things are huge necessary absolutely vital parts of this because a, a turmoil between you and your employees can end your business and your inability to communicate effectively with your customers can end your business and your inability shoot you could have the best the best dog sitting ac uh, acumen in the world um and you just get dogs and they're amazing and you watch dogs for for two of your friends but they don't tell anybody and you you've decided after watching these dogs you're like i, I want to do this i want to be around animals i want to take care of them i see that this is a, a way to make money because i know that people are trying to go out of town and just trying to enjoy a weekend um you know out with with their significant other and so i can i can provide that service and so you're like yep doing it go out get your llc you have your you have your location you got your compound you got your you know you got your unit with all the all the kennels in it and you've got all your food and your water and shoot let's even say you're super high speed and you're linked up with like all the vets and you're you're, you're the vets in the area they're like hey yeah we know we 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 got you like if you have animals and they got problems you can bring them to us like cool and you've got that all worked out and, and you've got the cleaning supplies and the proper way to clean animals and stuff like that and you've even got a groomer that's gonna that can come in and uh and work contract uh jobs for you too to say like hey while your dog's here if you want to upgrade your service you can you know you can buy this uh this additional little program or not program but you can buy this additional service and your dog can be groomed while it's here and just have your little dog vacation 
and that's great. And you have all of these amazing things. You need even a dog camera in there so that the, the owners in there can go in and, and check on their phones to an app that you've got set up and then go straight to the camera that's in their dog's kennel and it goes out to the field when they're in the field playing and, and you can check and see what like what the doggy calendar looks like for the next two days while they're gone. All of this stuff. You could have the best freaky dog sitting service in the world and nobody knows about it. And not a single person knows what you're doing because you don't know how to market and you you don't know how to brand and, and, and to build that trust with people. You don't know how to get sales. You don't know how to develop leads to be able to bring people in the doors and then the the, the branding to keep them. And so that way when people come in, they, they you you make them feel a certain way. You make them feel safe and secure and, and ready to... Um, to hand over what most people consider consider to be a member of their family um, to you in your full responsibility for you know a day a, a weekend a week you know like that's that can be a significant thing for people and so your ability to get the word out and to get people in and then once people get in to establish that relationship with them like, you might have been able to run down all this logistical stuff, but you can't talk to people for crap. Like that's that's uh, that's significant. That's what the, these are the things that you need to work on. And and it's sometimes it's hard um, to identify that on your own because you're so focused on accomplishing the things that you're good at. And don't get me wrong. Like I think that I think that focusing on your strengths is exactly what you should do. I think that if you can develop a successful business model and and you can get it launched off the ground, then you should then you hopefully you can get to a place where you can work in um, that kind of more like what I talked about with the the grooming, like kind of more contract workers uh, for that stuff. Like, hey, I just I need someone to come in and take pictures um, to give me a professional look. Uh, and so I'm going to hire a photographer and they're going to come in and they're going to take pictures of me and my staff and the, the kennels and the outside. Um, and then they're going to work with a web designer that I have because I'm not going to learn all these skills. I'm not, I'm not going to get it done. And I need someone to be able to develop the calendar that people can go in and check. I need someone to build the app. Um, you know, that's th- this, this is what you can do. You can focus on your strengths and you can, you can, um, export, you can, uh, outsource all of these other things to other entities that don't have to even have to be a full-time. You don't have to hire a marketing person for ever. You just need a marketing campaign. And you're like, okay, let's see how that works. Um, and that's what it's, it can be hard to do when you're just focusing on your strengths and you're focusing on knocking out objective after objective after objective and all these things. And you're, and, and you're having, you're doing so much and you're doing and you're going and you're going and you're doing and you're accomplishing and you're seeing all of these dominoes fall down. And you're like, yeah, I'm, this is awesome. But you're not, you're not seeing the big picture because you're just focused on the things that you, that you know about. And how many times have you opened and launched a business? How many times have you launched that dog sitting service? Probably once or never you know like um i mean once but like this is your first time so why not reach out to people that are already doing it and shoot do it in a way that is you could even do it in a way that's kind of like me um where you interview people but you could do like market research by like going to the other daycare doggy daycare centers in the area around you like okay there are 15 within 10 miles of me or or 50 miles of me i'm gonna go to all of them 
and I'm going to, and like, these are the things that I'm trying to work out and, and I'm going to go there and ask them. But how would you, if you didn't think about that until now, until I was telling you, then that is, and this is so say that it was you, you had an idea for a business and you're like, Oh, I could totally do that. Like the fact that I just told you that idea and you didn't already know it means that you are primed and ready for a mentor, like a mentor in your industry. And I'm here to help provide the, that motivation to get you going and the resilience to keep you going and, and that the mental skills and techniques. So that way, when, when things are, you know, weaving left and bobbing right and, and you don't know which way they're going, that like you have the, the internal mental resources to be able to, to roll with the flow and, and, and to be able to not find yourself stuck in that mental rut. And so you can keep going even when it's rough. Now, you, you want to get specifically niched into your business, find those people that are already doing it. And they can tell you, hey, you know, like it's a really good when I did it. This is what I did. I went out um, and I checked out all these other businesses that were doing the same thing as me. And I wanted to see like in my head, I was like, this is the service I want to provide. Um, but when I and, and a lot of times the businesses that we we want to get into have to do with something that we are already involved with in our life, like. Like if you're if you're interested in a dog sitting service, probably chances are you've used one before. Probably you got a dog, I would imagine, or you've at least had one once in your life. Otherwise, what are the chances are that you're like, yep, I want to open a dog sitting service. And I've never been around dogs in my entire life. So you already know a little bit. You know what you would like to know um, if you're bringing a dog in. So you could go into a place and you could case the joint, you know, like essentially and go in there like, okay, so if I, I got a dog or so I've got three dogs and one of them's 75 pounds and one of them's 25 pounds and, and uh, what, what, what do I need to do in order to book them through your place? Oh, okay. Well, you know, if it's a 75 pound dog and over, then it's an extra fee. And if it's this type of, um, fur, then they need to be in this type of kennel and, and okay, well, it's this much money. If you want this much yard time, you know, this much free play time, um, and stuff like that. And if you want three walks a day versus two, it's this versus this price. And if you want the app add on where you can get the camera and see, then, then it's this extra price. And so you can get all that. Like, oh, okay. That's what they're doing here. That's what they're doing there. Oh, I didn't even think about the camera thing. Oh, I could totally do a camera. You know what else I could do? I could probably do an interactive thing where it's uh where I could do a speaker where they could talk to it. I bet you I could add on to that. So you can take their ideas. You can make them even better. You can make them yours, make them even better than they were. Um, and you could look at the pricing and say, I don't need it. I don't like, let me look into that. I don't know if I need to charge, uh, 20 bucks for the camera service, um, for each individual. I bet you, if I, you know, I bet you I could do it for five, you know, I wonder, or I wonder if I could do it for five. Let me look into it and see. Um, and then you could go and like, okay, well now I've got the same thing that they've got and I can provide it to, to that service to the customer for a fraction of the price. And all of this can come from those mentors. And, and so, and all of that information from the mentors comes from you taking the opportunity to pursue it, to really go after your goal and put yourself in a situation to get lucky. And you can't get lucky by sitting around and not doing anything. Hopefully, what's happening right now is that you're listening to this and you're like, yes, yes, I can do that. Yes, I can go out and talk to people. Um, I could go out and talk to, and if you don't know anybody in your industry, like one, there are online, like you can look for mentors. You could, I bet you, you could Google business mentors in your area and you'll find sites that are there. Like score, I believe is a, is a mentor based site, um, across the United States. Um, I, I know that there's one in Savannah. I'm going to, I have meetings set up with score mentors right now. Um, but if you just start looking up mentors then you'll be able to find them. And then if you don't want to do that, if you don't want like, if you just 
want to start dabbling your toes and start gathering information, then go out to the people that are already doing it. And just, if you, this is the thing that, that always blows me away is that people's lack of ability to communicate. And I guess it shouldn't blow me away. It's just, it's one of those things that like, I've always, I guess I've always been naturally inclined and able to do is just go and talk to people. And so, um, and that's not even, that's not even true. Like there was a time when I really did not enjoy the idea of going up and talking to people. And I think it's just because I didn't, you don't know what to say and you're trying to figure out life and, and how to communicate and really I'll give you, I'm going to give you guys the biggest secret that you could ever get when it comes to successfully communicating with another human being. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't matter where they're from, a guy, girl, what age is irrelevant. The biggest secret that you, that I can give you when it comes to communicating with people, and this goes directly in line with what we're talking about right now and what strategy you need to use if you're not trying to find a mentor and you're just trying to go to the businesses, is you go, you find somebody and you want to talk to them and you just, you talk about them you just talk and and in a way where you are genuinely interested like you're there like in your head like you need to be mentally ready like i want to know about this person i want to know about you you know like i don't like you don't go into the dog kennel and be like okay yeah so when you guys open up when you do this and when you do that like you start like hey hey man hey what's up what's up Susie? like uh you did you did you start this place? Oh, you did? That's that's amazing. I bet you that was a lot of work. Like, I have so much respect for people that that have the courage to start something up like that. That that that's amazing. How did you even how did you even have the idea to like get started and and how would you get like how did you get all this stuff? Look at the size of your place. Look at all the look at all the merchandise you have in here. And, and how do you like like talk? Can you do you have a couple of minutes? Like, would you mind? I'm just I'm so curious. I've always I had a dog and I take him in to to get you know um, to to be kenneled and to be taken care of. And every time I go in and I look and I'm just like God. I wonder I wonder how they did it. And it seems like you've done such a good job. That's where you do it. You add in the compliments. Yeah, it just seems like you do such a good job here. And I really love coming here. And and, and if you've never been there before, like I have friends that t- say such good things. Like, how do you how do you set yourself apart from everyone else? Like it seems like it's pretty straightforward. Like, and that's just me being a simpleton, but you know it. Like, so you know, how do you how do you make the difference? What's what makes you different? And you can go into this and have this conversation and people will love it. like, oh, well, this is, you know what? I, I, I used to, you know, be just like you and I take my dog to this place and, and they would, they, they provided these services, but you know, like I didn't really didn't like the way they did this. And that's usually like something like that is the spark for a business. Like, you know what? I see that service, but I bet you I could do, I like, I really don't like that part of it. I, I bet you I could do this. I could do that better. And I can add this whole new thing. That's not even there. Um, and the, the cool thing is I love this from the alchemist and thank you, Liz Hoffman, Chris Hoffman's wife, um, friends from back in Omaha. Chris was on the show a while back, um, owner of Lansky's and, uh, she recommended that I read the alchemist after she heard Chris and I's conversation. And I love it. I love the idea um, when they talk about in the book, if you haven't read it, the, one of the, the central premises of the book is is um, setting out to to discover like your personal legend and and like what what your life story essentially is and what what's your mission and um, and how 
in the beginning, or they say like in the beginning, basically beginner's luck is uh, the universe conspiring to help you, and then it tests you later. But that's that's I, it is so true. I I couldn't agree when I read it. I'm like, oh my gosh, I've never read something that just hit home so so accurately with me in my life as that as as the idea that like momentum. It goes back to the conversation we had about momentum. That it it picks up and it and it carries itself and it it rolls itself forward with all this new stuff. I mean, as you're going, all these opportunities around you will continue to open up. And as you like, you're going through and 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 you're learning. And as you're as you're discovering what these other business owners are doing with their dog kennel, um, then you're you're starting to get ideas. And, and as you spend more days and more time doing it, it your mind just gets re-geared and retooled in such a way that is is it's it's like constantly thinking about the business. When you're constantly thinking about it and like you're taking those notes and you're like, "Oh, I, I can do that." And then you're looking at other things. You're looking at things that are completely unrelated. Like you're at a car wash and you're like, "Huh, Look at the way they automated that. I wonder if I could automate, um, I wonder if I could use a card system or a push button service the way that I select my car wash. I wonder if somebody could go up and, and, and do a push button service, um, like with, without a, having to go to a person, be able to come into the store and say, yeah, you know, I want the gold package, um, right there for fluffy. There's gold package for fluffy. I want that one. Well, you know what? That's kind of outdated. Like the the push button. Maybe I could throw tablets. Maybe people could go in. I wonder what the I wonder what that effectiveness is. I wonder if anybody's done that. If they've set up tablets on these on podiums out there for people to just go up to and be like, hey, um, here's our here's the list of services. We have people right over here that can help you. If you'd like to scroll through and just see what we provide and what the what the costs are, you can build out your whole plan right there, and you can just come up to us with uh with a completed thing and what we'll, uh, completed um, assessment or a program that you'd like, and we'll we'll ring it up. Or you shoot, you know what? I wonder if they could even just ring it up right there, and we can just confirm everything with them at the end. Like, hey, um, before you make the purchase, this is uh, before we confirm it. This is this this and this is what you're getting, and just make sure you clearly define it. Like, yeah, you know what? I bet you, I bet you, I could do that. And and, and from a car wash, <laughs> from a car wash, it evolved to to um, you know, uh, cashier less. Um, interactions, um, which can save you money as a business owner because you'd have to hire less people. It can actually make you more money in the sense that um, I know for me, like when I've gone into even something as simple as like a fast food joint, I'll go in there and and the I've only experienced this like once or twice. Um, but the ones that have the the automated systems there, I'm more likely to buy more food when I'm on there because it's like I can go through and I'm just like kind of scrolling, like yeah, no, I want that and that, you know. Oh, you know what? That looks pretty good too. And I don't feel the rushed sense in the same way that when I'm between the interaction that I'm having with the actual register, the person at the register. Um, and, and then with the people behind me in the line, like, yeah, there might be people behind me in the line for, uh, for the automated system, but they don't know what I'm doing, you know, and I'm sitting there and I'm going through and I'm like, yeah, you know what, I'll get some, I'll get some cinnamon twists with my Mexican pizza from Taco Bell, you know, you know what, let's, let's get a bigger drink, why not, and, uh, there's no, and then you're not feeling judged for having to say it out loud, like, there's so many different aspects that could be beneficial, and I, bear, I guarantee you the research is out there. It's probably out there already. And so you could go check that out too. Like, oh, I wonder, if, you know, and you know what? I could even test run it. I'll even have uh, that set up and I'll have some people. I'll be there, you know, at least for the good majority of the time um, to be able to service people. And so people have the option to do one or the other, you know, in case they want to ask questions, a human is there. Um, 
And so there's, there's so many, there's so many different things and there's so many things that will, that will naturally start coming up. So many ideas that will start coming up once you start taking action. And it goes back, like, I love the idea um, that you can get anywhere in the United States with, with your headlights and a map. Um, and I think I, it, it's a beautiful expression. If you can see your headlights illuminate the, the 25 feet in front of you and, and your map tells you where you're going. And with that, you can travel thousands of miles without seeing, um, you know, being able to physically see exactly where everything is that lies out in front of you. Um, you have your maps and you have your general directions. You, you know, you're going to be on this road and you're going to go and you're, and, and so one of the, one of the supremely crucial parts about that though, is you can have headlights and you can have a map and you can have a destination, right? You can have those three things. And that alone, it, it can get you there, but it will get you there in an extremely slow, inefficient, um, non-linear, uh, frustrating, <laughs> potentially depressing manner. Because where the hell are you? Where are you right now? Do you know? If you know, money. You're good to go. If you know where you're at, you can pick it out on the map and say, I'm here. I want to get there. You are good to go. And that's the thing that I think a lot of people mess up on is that they don't identify where the crap they are right now. And so if you don't know, and so when I say that, and you know what? We'll probably do that on the next episode. We'll dive into the where you're at right now and we can we will go into it and and talk about what that means and what because there's so i would get into it now but we're already running late on time and um i don't think i don't know if i'll be able to sum it up in, in 15 minutes and I, I don't really want this to go over an hour so i might just cut this one um nowish and, and so on the next episode we'll be able to talk about um about that, about your self-assessment, about who you are now, what skills you have now, what, what, what's your, what's your premise, what's your starting base, um, and, and how that can help you and how that can hinder you or stand in your way, what aspects of it can, can help you and what aspe aspects of, of who you are can stand in your way and, and, and kind of how to overcome it and, and navigate all of those. So until then, create the find ways to create those opportunities find ways to to just allow the world to conspire in on your behalf allow the universe to work for you and i know that sounds woo woo and i just i i if i were just listening to it and i had never experienced it i would say that like okay yeah whatever Matt that sounds great the universe is gonna conspire to help me da 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 like let me go listen like I said I talked about tangible advice and and how much I value that and that is that I'm telling you this is tangible that if you go and take action you do like you're you're going to start getting results you're gonna start your results might be crappy you might get terrible results but what will happen is you start opening the doors you start you start creating doors let's put it that way you start creating doors it's not to say that somebody's going to walk through the door but 
sure as hell nobody's going to walk through the door if the door doesn't exist. So create the damn door. Make it happen. Create the door. Create the possibility for somebody to help you because I guarantee you, you're going to be amazed at the people that want to help you. It blows my mind every day that all these opportunities just keep coming up and coming up, coming up. It's coming to the point where like, it doesn't blow my mind anymore. Like I'm doing my best to make sure that I don't expect it because I don't. Um, but it's, it doesn't like, it doesn't throw me in the back of my seat anymore. It's like, yeah, no, this makes sense because like I am who I am and I put myself into positions that, that flex were flex my strengths. And I go to and try to communicate with people. Cause I feel like communication with people and connecting with somebody, that's my strength. That's like probably my, that's my superpower. And so I can go and talk to somebody um, and I can develop that relationship and rapport re- like rapidly, rapid rapport building. Um, and so hopefully I can b- break that down into a way that, um, that's digestible and usable for you guys as well. I'd, I'd love to be able to do that. And, and maybe that'll be a part of one of the training programs. Um, but I'm, yeah, I'm working on it, man. That's actually one of the reasons I got to cut it short. I got to stay, I got to schedule for myself. Um, I'm, I'm starting to get real strict with my time and, and real, real, um, I don't like using the word discipline. Um, but just, um, cognizant of, of where my time is going and, and I I have so much that needs to get done in such a short period of time that I really need, I need to focus and I need, I need like my conscious energy to be on that thing. And I, I I am a firm disbeliever in multitasking. I don't think that that's a thing. I, I, I think somebody wrote a book called the myth of multitasking or something like that. Um, that, and so it, it frustrates me to my wits end when people say that as one of their, uh, like one of their skills, one of their soft skills, like I'm a great multitasker. I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> you are not a great multitasker. There is no such thing. If you can automate something, I don't even think that's multi, like when people, I guess it just depends on definitions. When I think multitasking, it's like you are doing more than one thing at once. Like, no, you could set a system up so that something else is doing something for you, but you did the work there just on that just to build that and then you stop doing that work and now you're doing something else and so for me i need i still need to go to the gym i still need to cook and make dinner i need to work on the training i need to work on improve my training program because i have a seminar coming up where i'm going to be conducting training and so i have to dedicate time to that and in order to do that i have to i have to stick to my schedule i've got to do it and so i appreciate you guys thank you so much for coming back and i look forward to our next episode and and we can continue to to improve and move forward each and every day together i look forward to seeing you here next time i love you guys be safe be good and i'll talk to you